I'd be burnt to a crisp, but my lashes would be amazing. I'm all about longevity. I want beautiful skin for as long as I can look after it. So wise. Hi guys, it's us and we are back with another episode of Beauty Boss, the podcast about all things beauty and beyond, obviously. As usual, I'm Jackie May from the team at Girlfriend and right beside me is the lovely Alana Smith. Hello, hello, hello. This week we have a very interesting interview for you guys. We are talking to Iantha Yu, who is the beauty editor for Beauty Crew, yes, a beauty online destination. Mm-hmm. So not only does she know everything there is to know about the beauty industry. Literally everything. Literally everything <laughs> from bleach blonde hair to the best places to get a tan and the best formula lipsticks you should be getting. Yeah. But she also is like super career savvy. So I feel like she's going to have some really good insights into starting off your journey if you want to work in the beauty industry. 100%. Whip out your notepad, get your pen ready. Get some life goals, career goals, get ready to learn, kids. Yeah, all her tips and tricks. <laughs> Plus, of course, as usual, our holy grails, my fail, which I hope you guys have experienced as well, so I'm not alone. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, let's jump straight into our chat with the anther. Today we are chatting with beauty editor of Beauty Crew, Iantha Yu. She is a beauty lover and one of the most in-the-know people in the beauty industry. She's your go-to girl for anything beauty-related, ranging from best skin treatments to how to manage blonde hair and even how to pick the right lipstick formulas. Today she has graciously allowed us to pick her brains, so welcome to the podcast, Iantha. Hello! Thank you for having me! (laughs) (laughs) So, first thing off the bat, what do you do as a beauty editor? I get asked this question all the time. (laughs) So I think in short, my role as a beauty editor is just to stay on top of all the latest trends, um, interview experts, interview celebrities, share content on our site and on social as well. So on on Instagram and Facebook. But there is so much more to my job. I'm always busy and no two days are the same. So I also work on advertorials. um, I'm on shoots, like photo shoots or video shoots. Um, I go to product launches from brands. I go into date to meet clients and even in the last three months I've judged so many hair competitions it's not even funny. (laughs) What do you do for the judging of a hair competition? So say with something like L'Oreal Colour Trophy, um, they have semi-finalists in every state. So Victoria, New South Wales, um, South Australia, and they all come together. They creatively come up with a photograph and on the day they have to um, do a live sort of competition to recreate that photograph. And so on the day we have to judge whether it looks like the photograph, how well well they technically did the colour. Like it's, (laughs) It's such a strange concept because when I went to uni, I I didn't think I was going to be doing this for work, you know, yeah. that this would be part of being a beauty editor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I'm everyone that loves beauty and writing, they kind of always put the two and two together, you know, I'd love to be a beauty editor. And But how, how did you sort of get into mm-hmm. writing and beauty and everything? Yeah. So way, way back when I was still in high school, so when I was 17, in my last year, I was doing year 12, um, I was not on board with studying. I didn't want to do it. Um, I wanted a distraction. And so I always knew I liked beauty. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get into writing. So I had my own blog when blogger.com, uh, yeah, blogger.com was still a thing. Yeah. Um, I did that for a couple of years. I, I formed some really good relationships. Um, Matt Cosmetics took me overseas one year. It just That's went cool. off. Like it was That's just, amazing. It was just one of those things where it was right time, right place, getting to know the right people, asking yeah. the right questions. 
Um, and so I did that for a couple of years. Um, That's I also, incredible. Yeah. So you were blogging about beauty. And yeah. About, so were you just like reviewing your own like products that you bought yeah. yourself and that yeah, sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like things from Mac Cosmetics I was buying or yeah. things from L'Oreal or Maybelline or anything from Priceline. Just literally figuring out on that blog yeah. what I liked about beauty. Did I like um, product launches? Did I like doing interviews? It was just a whole bunch of different things. It was a, it was an experiment, basically. Yeah. yeah figuring well, a good experiment. Out. Totally. The sounds of it. Yeah. But I knew I always wanted to get into publishing, so I landed an internship at Shop Till You Drop. I was yeah. there for, as, as an intern, probably about a year or a year and a half, mm. and I became beauty assistant, a beauty and lifestyle assistant. Yeah. I've worked at Women's Health as beauty assistant. I've worked on the carousel as a beauty editor. I'm now beauty editor of Beauty Crew, but I also do the pages for Virgin Australia Voyeur magazine and Women's Health Beauty. Oh so I've come gosh. full circle. You really I'm back, have. At, I'm back at Women's Health, yeah. <laughs> and what would be your best piece of advice for somebody saying that they did want to get into the beauty industry? Mm-hmm. I think every little bit of experience helps. So I knew going into publishing, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I wanted to get into any role I could get my hands on. So I interned in PR and I also got a job in PR. I've worked in a media agency. I just think doing these sort of like side steps, but you're still working in the media industry, that teaches you so much in the long run. Even though when I was in PR, I was doing fashion PR, but still that teaches you about fashion week. That teaches you about how to work with media, how to send press releases. It's a whole bigger picture that never goes unnoticed. I think it, every little bit helps. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like the Starting more you know the about it, yeah. the easier it is to kind of do everything. Mm-hmm. So what would you say the best part of the beauty industry is or oh, the worst part? Okay, interesting. <laughs> best part is probably working with a bunch of gal pals that I see all the time. So I probably attend up to five or six or seven beauty launches a week, whether that's a breakfast or a coffee catch-up or a nighttime cocktail event. I see so many of people in my industry who are also beauty editors or beauty assistants or beauty directors and we have become such good friends and it's almost like we always say to each other, how is this reality that we all get along so well and we get to go to product launches and we get a beautiful dinner or a beautiful breakfast and we share that with each other every week. I basically see these beauty editors more than I see my own family, (laughs) which is crazy. I know. I follow a whole bunch of beauty editors on Instagram and every time I open my stories, like my Insta stories, I'm like, this is not real life. Are you all influencers? Like what is going on? And we all get to do it together. You know, we're always like, oh, who's going to the next thing on Thursday? Oh, great. I'll see you there. And then there's about 10 of us all sitting together, which is so great. And you never have to organize catch-ups with your friends because it's your job. Yeah. It's like two in one, multitasking all the way. And would you say there are any downsides to the industry? Mm. Um, I think this industry is forever changing. I think even being at Beauty Crew for the last three and a half years, it's changed so much. You know, it's not only about focusing on the website, but it's also focusing on Instagram, even on Instagram, different executions. So whether we're doing something called Tuesday Tutorial, where we're showing our readers how to do a red lip or how to do summer makeup, you know. So I think the only downfall is that you've got to be on the ball, constantly thinking, constantly coming up with new ideas to share with our readers because at the end of the day, the fact that we have a website, which is great, you know, we're Australia's number one beauty destination and we have held that title for three years now. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's the fact that how do we keep it interesting? How can we keep people 
you know, on their toes and wanting to come back for more. Yeah, especially when trends change so quickly and, and beauty changes so quickly yeah, as yeah. well. You've got to keep on top of it. Yeah. Is there something that um, you find your audience constantly ask you like over and over again? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, how can I do the perfect wing liner mm-hmm. or... Flawless foundation. I feel like yeah. that's... Is Everyone there... always wants to nail that. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a real thirst for ingredients at the moment. So um, natural is a massive movement yeah. at the moment. Yeah. I think um, our readers are getting smarter. It's no longer about, um, okay, I'm just going to buy this really nice face cream because um, it's expensive or it looks nice. Mm. People want to get down to the nitty gritty and be like, okay, what's actually in this serum? What makes it yeah. good? What makes it you know, actually nice for my skin? So I think the whole natural movement is the biggest trend at the moment. Mm. Yeah. So you guys have just launched your new yeah. natural category on Beauty Crew. Was that mainly just because of the demand for that? Absolutely. From all parties, from brands, from our readers, everyone's just going nuts over it at the moment. And I think we've seen over the last couple of years especially how wellness and healthy eating has skyrocketed and it only makes sense that that echoes through in our beauty. So seeing ingredients like chia seed or, you know, vegan beauty, that's a massive movement at the moment. I mean, people are so focused on what goes into their body, it should matter what's going on it as well. It's the same thing. Exactly. (laughs) And some of the ingredients are quite scary when you read them and you can't even pronounce them and then you Google it. 46 letters long and you're like, I have no idea what what this is. is." (laughs) Google it, is it bad? I have no idea. Totally. People just want to get to know it more and know what they're putting on their skin it's the first time I ever thought about it was with the whole bite beauty lipsticks when they were like it's edible and I was like what do you mean it's edible (laughs) yeah aren't they all edible it's like no but you apparently eat an entire tube of lipstick like a year or in your lifetime is that a real thing yeah how many times a day do you lick your lips so think about what's on your lips and you're basically swallowing that like when you're eating and you get lipstick on your burger or a sandwich Mm. and then you eat it stop it you're eating Mm. your lips I've got matte red lipstick (laughs) on now and I'm freaking out (laughs) So what is your favourite beauty trend of like all time? Oh, I think having loose waves, whether that's glamorous or soft or beachy, I think that complements everyone of all hair types, um, all face shapes. And there's just something so elegant and cool and chic about it, you know, it's good for all occasions. Have you nailed the loose wave? Can you do it with your (laughs) eyes closed? If we blindfold you right now, could you do it? It definitely (laughs) took me a few years to master. And I think it just comes down to finding the right tool, the right prep, you know, what works for um, Carly, my editor. Yeah. doesn't work for me you know she can use a straightener and she gets really nice loose waves but for me I need like a really tight barrel tong yeah. because I've got thick Asian hair which is heavier and it just doesn't hold curl properly yeah. so it's all about nailing the right <laughs> technique for you and do you find that having blonde color treated hair changes the way you style it again totally yeah, yeah. so even having um, bleached blonde hair the way I look after it. So when I shampoo, I make sure it's a really nice shampoo. Um, I don't use conditioner. I only use hair masks. And I make sure that when I come out of the shower that I either put in a leave-in treatment or a softening spray or something just to, like, pump as much hydration into it as possible. Is that for, like, um, dyed hair, the mask? Yeah. Is that something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So I try and use um, a purple product once a week as yeah, well to yeah. sort of neutralise any brassiness, make my hair look really bright and fresh. Yeah, there yeah. are lots of tricks to having blonde hair. Definitely not a lazy girl's hair colour to <laughs> no, have. No, unless you do blonde like me, which is like I'll never dye my roots, but the ends can be blonde, that's yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. but the roots will never be blonde. Low commitment <laughs> hair colour. 
Uh, what about when you first wake up in the morning? What's mm-hmm. the first thing you do? Oh, um, I head to the bathroom and I brush my teeth yeah. and I also use a hot towel. So I just get my face cloth. I run it under hot water, squeeze all the water out yeah. and then wipe my face with it. So I don't actually use cleanser or micellar water in the morning. Um, I'm a nighttime showerer. So yeah. I feel like I'm not really doing enough between like closing my eyes to opening up my eyes <laughs> yeah. to be, you know, yeah. to actually need to use a cleanser or anything like that. And I've been doing that since I was like, I don't know, three or four. And I feel like A, that opens up my pores, but yeah. B, it gives a really nice light exfoliation for deeper pre- penetration of skincare. Yeah. And are you like a simple skincare routine or are you like a full K-Beauty seven, ten step yep. routine? <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm really light on my skincare. So in the morning I do, so after the hot face cloth, mm-hmm. I do the serum, moisturizer, sunscreen. Nighttime is um, double cleansing, serum, moisturizer. Pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. And then a mask once a week, um, exfoliate twice a week. I don't think there's a need to put on 10,000 products on your face. Yeah. As long as you've got ones that are working. Totally. If you need 10, the ones that you're using aren't working. Yes. (laughs) And I think as long as you're finding products that work hard as well. So, you know, the serums that I'm using, they're multitasking serums. They've got a whole bunch of really nice ingredients in there, which help to better my skin rather than layering this serum on top of this serum on top of this serum, you know? I don't have the time for that. I don't (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Do you spice your products up or do you have like your strict holy grails that you never change? Strict holy grail. So I stick to particular brands I know that will work for my skin. Um, I think being a beauty editor, everyone thinks that everything that we get sent that we try. There is no possible way that my <laughs> A, my skin would handle it, but B, also that I would have the time to try it all. Yeah. I sort of know what works for my combination skin. You know, I know that I need a gel cleanser. I know that I need, you know, a lightweight serum, that my eye cream can't be heavy. Just these little practices just so I know how to stay on top of my skin. Yeah. yeah. So is there ever a trend that you look back on and it's just like, I can't believe that A, that was a trend and B, that I did it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Okay, two-pronged approach to this. (laughs) Um, I can't believe at one stage of my career I had to dye my hair pink for work. (laughs) What? Yeah, so we were approached by a brand um, and they were like, you know what, we're launching this new hair colour, why don't you go and dye your hair pink and write a story about it? And I did, and I can't believe, A, I was allowed to do that for work. But you should have seen um, our CEO's face when I walked past him in the kitchen one time. He sort of like was thinking, why do you have pink hair and why is it appropriate that (laughs) you have pink hair out of anyone else on this floor? So it was quite a strange concept. It's for work. It's for work. I swear. I swear it's for work. Um, Another trend um, that I'm not into personally, um, but it looks great on other people, is crimped hair. So it just doesn't suit my personality. It doesn't suit my hair type it doesn't suit my face shape it looks great on anyone who's going to a festival or who's having a bit of fun with their hair me personally not for me it's an occasion specific hairstyle totally (laughs) yeah it's not like a show up to work on a monday with your crimped hairdo no definitely not so has beauty always been a big part of your life and Mm -hmm. like who was your beauty role model growing up 
Okay, so I think as cliche as it is, my mum um, definitely influenced my love for beauty. So she's absolutely beauty obsessed. So she loves getting facials, getting body treatments, going shopping for product and being um, her little girl, I would always follow her yeah. to get these facials. And she would always be like, you know, I'm getting a facial. Why don't you get one too? And, you know, we would do that sort of mum and daughter thing together a lot. So she definitely shaped um, my view on beauty. Um, but in terms of celebrities, I absolutely loved Lady Gaga all through high school, especially during her poker face days. Mm. She just has so much guts and courage to pull off any look, you know, whether it's yes. hair colour or whether that's makeup, whether that's glitter. You know, she just had – she was unapologetically loud and that's what I love. And she rocks everything too, can yeah. I and just pulls say. And pulls it off so well. So I well. feel like it's one of those things that it's like she's just going for it so you don't question it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if you're that confident in it, why would I ever question exactly. what you're doing? Of course you yeah. should be wearing purple lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. But the celeb <laughs> That shaped um, my blonde hair phase, which I, I think I've been blonde for about five or six years now, was actually Rihanna. Um, mm. Late 2000s, I would say. And she didn't have blonde hair for very long. I'm pretty sure it was a wig anyway, like all celebs <laughs> wear wigs. But I think when I saw her sort of like olive skin, dark olive skin with blonde hair, I was like, oh, my God, I need to have that when I dye my hair. Yeah. I need to nail that colour. I'm going to be a blondie. And you've progressively gotten blonder mm-hmm. as years have gone. So I'm assuming you're... <laughs> into the blonde life yeah it was a good choice to make totally (laughs) there was this one time that we went too far though I remember a couple of years ago we actually did like a scalp bleach so currently my hair is more of like a foil technique you know it's not it's to the root but it's you know a little bit out you're seeing a bit of brown and black underneath but one time we did a scalp bleach at the basin and it turned out I'm not even joking platinum white it was (laughs) crazy blonde and it, it just looked very um, stark on my skin tone. Yeah. Um, I've got dark brows as well. It just didn't work. The look didn't work. We went too far with that one. Yeah. Did you tell your hairdresser or were you just kind of staring in the mirror going, oh, my God? I was just in so much shock. I think even when I got home I was like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to think of this. I'm, I'm not cool enough to rock this like, platinum white hair. I'm not cool enough. Yeah. This is my hair now. I know. This is who this I is am. This is me. <laughs> so – do you ever get tired of working solely in the beauty sphere or? No, I would say no only because I'm absolutely obsessed with beauty, whether that's skin, fragrance, makeup, absolutely everything. But the best thing about working at Beauty Crew is that I work on so many different mediums. So I work on the website, you know, I write stories for the website, I shoot for the website, but we're also shooting video content for Instagram or I'm doing a magazine page for women's health. It's so diverse. I never feel like I'm just churning out stories or I'm sitting at my desk writing my 15th story of the day, you know? Mm. 100%. Do you have any advice that you could give someone that's just starting out in the realm of beauty? Oh, this one's a tricky one. (laughs) Um, I think just have the guts and go for it. So whether that's reaching out to people on Twitter or Instagram and just letting them know, hey, I've always been a massive follower of your work. You know, I'd love to do some work experience with you one day if that allows. You know, that's actually how I got my um, first absolute first um, foot through the door before interning at a magazine, I interned at a PR agency. You know, I just reached out and I was like, hey, I, I really like the clients that you um, look after and, you know, that you get so involved mm. with Fashion Week. And they ended up taking me on as an intern. And then after an intern, they offered me my first PR role. So it just always keeping an eye for eye out for, you know, people in the industry yep. or um, people that you look up to and also be genuine about it. I think there's nothing worse than being like, hi, X, Y, Z, I really like, you know, your page and whatever. And you're like, I, I don't write for this magazine or I don't, 
I don't I don't work for that brand. That's not me. <laughs> That's not me. So I think being really genuine and just reaching out and being like, hey, what even asking for advice, you know, not even just like I want to do work experience with you guys, but is it that hey, what's your best advice for someone, you know, I've, I've just started uni, how do I get into my first role or what do you suggest I do or how do I approach this? Mm. Definitely. So for somebody that's just kind of starting out in beauty, what would be a couple of products that you would recommend they kind of pick up to mm-hmm. get going with things? Yeah. So if you're new to foundation, I think um, a BB cream or a tinted moisturiser is the way to go. So it just gives you a little bit of coverage, um, just evens out your skin tone, but still gives you that really hydrating effect as well. Um, Mascara would be my second pick. So who doesn't want longer, more voluminous (laughs) lashes, you know? (laughs) And my third one is probably a gloss. I am a huge fan of gloss. I love gloss so much more than lipstick. Um, It's easier to apply, you know, when you're you're on a bus or if you're in a cab, whatever it is, you just slick it on and that's it. And I think that's there's something really modern and fun about gloss, no matter what colour it is. So we have just a couple left, yeah. but we have to ask you our quick fire questions. Oh, okay, here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Number one, if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, it would either be sunscreen or a serum. So sensible. Oh, really? <laughs> I wish I wish mine was that sensible. I'd be like mascara. Done. <laughs> Highlight. I'd be burnt to a crisp, but my lashes would be amazing. I'm all about longevity. I want beautiful skin for as long as I can look after so it. Wise. So wise. <laughs> what one word would you use to describe your beauty routine? Oh, I was going to say classic, but that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> um, simple. Simple? Yeah. What is your biggest beauty fail other than your bleached scalp? Oh, <laughs> God. Um, biggest beauty fail? I don't know. Probably when I'm using the wrong lash glue. There is nothing that ruins my day more than a runaway <laughs> lash. You're halfway through, a, halfway through your day. And she starts dangling. Yeah, and you've got like a corner that's starting to lift. Like that is yeah. bad. Spoken like a true beauty. Yeah. <laughs> the beauty trend you've never mastered. Oh, braids. I can do it on other people. I can't do it on myself. Yeah. Mm. We're now short-haired gals. We can't do oh. them properly at all. <laughs> oh, God. Low maintenance. <laughs> and when do you feel you're most beautiful? Oh, that's a tricky one. When I've had enough sleep. Yeah. I think being at work and constantly rushing around going to events or going to the gym, like you just get so frazzled. And I think so much of your happiness comes from your mental health, right? So when you're feeling good and you're on top of things, that makes you feel more beautiful. And our very last question of the day, Mm -hmm. if you could talk to your 16-year-old self, what advice would you give? Oh, I would say have the guts and just go for it because at the end of the day, if you don't go for it, the answer is always no. And I'm sure we've all come to a stage in our lives where we look back at our past and we always think, oh, I wish I did that. Oh, I wish I spoke to that person. Or, oh, I I just wish I had the guts to execute that. And, you know, you don't want to live the rest of your life regretting those sort of moments. So I think just go for it. Thank you so much for (laughs) sharing all your wisdom with us. Thanks for having me. I feel like we've squeezed you for all of your knowledge. (laughs) Thank you. My hand was cramping up from the amount of tips that I was writing down there. I, know. I I can't store them all in my head. No. And how does she know it all? How does she do it all? I have no idea. Her hair is perfect, her eyeliner is perfect, and she has the job of my dreams. She knows everything. That's why her hair's so big. <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> oh, hit us with your grail, Alana. My only grail for this week is A, affordable. 
It's actually free. Lies. <laughs> Lies. What? <laughs> And it's not actually a product this week. So it all started with I really wanted one of the jade or rose quartz like face roller things. Yes. I know that Miranda Kerr's Cora Organics have like the little yep. rose quartz love heart thing that's supposed to help with like putting your serums on and blah, blah, blah. Super cute. Love them. They're all really expensive though. Yes. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to love this forever or I'm going to use it for like two weeks and then forget that that's meant to be part of my routine yeah. and then I've just wasted $60 to $100 on a piece I've, of jade that just sits in my bathroom. I've seen the reviews. They're mixed. I'm I'm not sold, but I do want to try one. Mm. So I investigated what they do and, like, the benefits of the rollers and yep. blah, 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 blah. And it's all about, like, facial drainage mm. more so than anything else. So I investigated... That's a gross word, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's for all of your puffy eye situations, oh, et cetera. Yes. Um, so I investigated how you should be working on that sort of thing without using a, a jade roller and yep. facial massage is apparently the way to go. So I've been trying it out because it's for free. It's just my fingers. I have them already. <laughs> okay. I've tucked my hair behind my ears. I'm listening. So I'll link my favorite video in the show notes for everybody that's interested <laughs> in learning how to give yourself a facial massage. But okay. A, it helps work in your face serum and oil because yeah. sometimes I find I go to bed straight after I've put it on and my oil just like transfers straight mm-hmm. off onto my pillow. Mm. So if you rub it in, you get a little bit more of the good stuff. It feels really nice and relaxing okay. like to de-stress at the end slow of the day. Slow down, slow down. So we're talking about you're putting on your serums or your oils yep. and then you're going in for yep. the massage. Yeah, got to get that oil lubrication on your face first. <laughs> Working in underneath the eyes forehead around your nose I'm dying. it's like a delightful little massage for yourself before you go to bed I do it in bed and I'm just having a great time I want to be on board with this but the mental picture I have in my head of you sopping wet oiling up my face and rubbing it down in your bed <laughs> with the moon shining into your window that's exactly it weirdly touching your cheeks no it it's, me it's happiness. like rubbing and pushing it's a lot of upward movements it's great. It feels really good as well. I don't know how much it's doing, but it feels great. We're going to get you to film this and we're going to chuck it up on the Instagram. <laughs> on old IGTV, you'll see me there giving myself a good old facial rub down. What's your product, Jackie? Oh, I, I don't think I can go after that, to be honest. <laughs> hey, it was free at least. <laughs> I um, recently went to Queensland and I was looking for a small face cleanser that I could basically just chuck in my hand luggage and not have to lug around a huge bottle. And sadly, I came across this little tiny 50 mil, it was orange in a weird squeezy bottle called Nutine. I might not be pronouncing that correct, but it's N-U-T-N-N-E. Oh, it changed my life. It was like a weird um, gel situation. First of all, read the instructions because I've learnt about what not reading instructions can do. We've moved on from We've those moved days. On. I've grown. And so you put it on a dry face, which first of all, with a cleanser, that's a bit weird for me. Usually I'm cleansing in the shower. You've got to be a wet or, face for a wash. Yeah, but this was strictly dry. So did it pea size on my, my fingers, focus on your T-zones and you Oh, you, you really rub. did read those instructions. I did. I'm worried. <laughs> it was incredible. It was a weird exfoliation, but the gel had no like crystals or no rocks in it or nothing <laughs> rocks <laughs> I, I'm just blown it, it was a smooth gel 
but layers of my skin. You know, when you're like sunburnt and you're like peeling, that's what was happening. Oh, that's satisfying. And it's so satisfying. And it said it was for deep blackheads, like stubborn, which is me written all over. I'm glad. I'm glad you're Who has an easy blackhead? (laughs) No one has an easy blackhead. Gone. All of them. My stubborn blackheads that have been like there since birth are, part of you. are gone. They were part of me. My knowledge is gone. No. Where, where can I get it? No idea. No bloody idea. And I'm so <laughs> upset about it. I've Googled it. I've dived deep into Instagram using hashtags and weird. I have no idea. Nothing. I found it on Amazon, but it's currently sold out. It's twelve ninety nine. Oh, it's affordable too. It's affordable. I think I must have gotten it from like a sample, maybe in like an Easter show bag or something. <laughs> this I is this is a case for the people of the internet and the FBI. Yes, someone find out where Please we can get it. Let me know. Slide into our DMs. Save me. My stubborn blackheads are coming back. <sighs> Stop them. Please save us now, Jackie. <laughs> Yep. Your fail. My fail. Oh, I feel like I'm storytelling a lot today. But <laughs> so, yes, Queensland, sunny Queensland. Um, didn't slip, slop, slap as much as I should have. Jackie. I know. I was really disappointed with myself. But it was only my schnoz. My nose got a little bit Rudolphy, just a little red on the tip. I didn't think it was that bad. And I moisturised and everything. Came to what well, was preparing to come to work and I noticed that it was a bit flaky. So I thought, that's all right. I'll just put an extra layer of BB cream on to try and hide that. Did my normal, set it, you know, with my powder. Came to work, Alana. You were here for this. I was. Lift doors open. I was greeted by your lovely face on at 8.30 a.m. on a Monday morning. And what was the first thing you said to me? Oh, Jackie, oh, no, your nose got burnt while yep. you were on holidays. Yep. It was beautiful. <laughs> Not how was your holiday, Jackie? Did you have fun? It was your nose is flaking. <laughs> I didn't know if you'd known. Sometimes you know how the like, sunburn breaks up? After you've left home and you're like, oh, I didn't realise, but I have like bits of skin hanging mm, off no. now where I've peeled. I went for the you old knew. cake face. <laughs> I was trying to cover up my mistake. But I want to know, how do you cover up flaking sunburn? Like, is that a thing? I don't know if you can. Because you can't moisturise it because it traps in the heat and makes exactly. the burn worse. Yeah. So that's a big old no-no. Don't moisturise. Well, I would like to know if anyone has any tips on how to hide a flaking, yeah. blinking Rudolph nose. I mean, my <laughs> thing that I do it. probably doesn't work. I just aggressively exfoliate, which then makes the sunburn hurt. But at least I'm not flaky. You know? Oh, gosh. Anyway. That's enough from us. <laughs> enough about our flaky noses. That's all we have time for this week, but please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, tune in next week when we have another interview, more fails, and great holy grails, I hope, <laughs> but you'll have to tune in to find out. Yes, please check us out on Instagram at Beauty Boss Podcast. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, everything. Until then, don't forget to deep condition your hair at least once a month. Bye.